Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Stand by to receive our transmission. Now, we're, we're not on the air yet, but now there we are. Just well, the way you were talking, I thought you were already doing well, sh- kind of show content. Like yeah, it did. About that, <laughs> you know, what we're talking about. By the way, I have not seen The Mandalorian yet, but I have heard what happens thanks to the internet. There's no way to avoid you, it. You can't stop snooping. Uh, You're like yeah. that kid well, looking for the gifts no, no, in the but store. I wasn't looking for it. I w- I, it just happened to just. Oh. Sometimes when they put it in the in the header, it's you like, know what? Why do you, why, don't put spoilers. I will in the tell you the, the groups that I subscribe to, the Facebook groups and stuff. Right. Like there's one that we, that I belong to called the Mandalorian fan group. Yeah. And they are very good about putting like a bunch of like dots and say that basically to be follow or spoiler below. Right. Before they t- well, yeah. so they can talk about it with people who've already seen it. Right. But I don't accidentally stumble across it. Well, Sorry that's that's, that your that's the problem. I don't do that. <laughs> just, <laughs> welcome. He's 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 he didn't he didn't want in our way. No. <laughs> I'm just trying not to look at all the sweets in this room over there. I know. I'm not talking about you guys. So. Uh, by the way, hey, it's BK on there. Uh, good morning, by the way. Uh, AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. I am dis- dis- disposing and, and administering nostalgic geek talk radio for two hours. Hey, I've got an early Christmas gift in the re- in the in the room here in the studio. I didn't know that this big, big, juicy morsel of Christmas was going to be in here this morning. Walt in the darkness is here. Good oh, that one. I'm like in all the food. No, and you. All of that and you are in here. We call him Walt in the Darkness because Walt, he's the only f- friend I've got that actually has been in a Star Trek movie. Star Trek Into Darkness, Walt. And people that may not know, he was in Walt Into Darkness, their horrible remake of The Wrath of Khan. Uh, he was in a Star Trek movie he didn't hey, even spoilers, like, but that's okay. Man. It was fun. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a remake of Khan? Yeah. Actually, it's a poor remake of Khan. you got to add that adjective to it. There. It just wasn't, it didn't need to be done. But that's. But you were in it, and you had a good time. That's why I call you Walt in the Darkness. I wasn't in it, and just, I did have a good time. You were <laughs> correct on both of those. Watch for the scene where the USS Vengeance is about to crash with Peter Weller uh, on uh, the Alcatraz Island, and all of a sudden there's a big scene of a bunch of people in San Francisco look on horror as it's hitting Alcatraz. You're you're, you're in center screen. You come in uh, camera left, and you pop in the center screen, and, and the camera center right on you for a few seconds as it dollies back he's the guy in that gray with the merce that's right i've got the, the merce and i mean that's one advantage of being this big and you can <laughs> fill a lot of space on the screen yeah you got to meet jj abrams said he was a nice guy great one guy. of the nicest guy you ever met and he I, talks to the crew talks to the extras that's i was great. gonna say there, there wasn't there wasn't anybody on that set that nice and including <laughs> benedict cumberbatch and yeah and, uh, I hear he's nice anyway. Zachary Quinto. And Benedict Cumberbatch, by the way, does a fantastic um, impression of um, of Alan Rickman. Have you ever heard him do Oh, it? I have, yeah. He was on the Graham Norton show once. and, and uh, I'm sorry, he was not Graham Norton. He was on uh, Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon thought he did a good impression of Alan Rickman, he, and it was all right. But once Benedict did his, he's like, okay, you win. <laughs> he sounds just like him, and we might play that later sometimes. But uh, we actually had somebody else is in the studio. Does, does he want to be on the air here with us today and hang out and play? Oh, really? Alan can introduce him if you yeah, want to, Yeah, Alan. you can. He, he, uh, we got Kevin Carroll joining us, who uh, was the uh, longtime morning show co-host, news guy, and producer. 
producer of Bartos Morning News, went on to uh, the Rome Radio Group, became the voice of the minor league Atlanta Braves sports director, and uh, going to be doing a little bit of a fill-in for me because I've got some conflicts during the holidays, oh, and so awesome. he's back here learning some of the software. Welcome back, buddy. I'd uh, just like to say I did not know you were live when I apologized for leaving my notebook next to no. the board. Well, that, no, Sorry that's about what, that. No, what you don't understand is, is that's perfect on my show because my show, part of my show is mess-ups. <laughs> I mean, I screw up on that's, the You know, those, most of the, content. Of you know yeah. the blooper reels? That's yeah. what this show is. I am not I am not the news. <laughs> I'm not journalism. I don't do that morning news thing. I just do this goofy, uh, nostalgia geekiness show, and uh, messing up is part of my uh Part of my forte here. This is a good show. I've heard it. I've heard it many times. Yeah, people actually. He's the one guy that said that it's good. Well, he's he's our demo outside of Bartow. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the kind words. My only contribution would be that Mandalorian conversation you were having earlier, and I would only say this: it was incredibly hard for me to find uh, Mandalorian toys for people. (laughs) Yes, we were talking about that last week about some of the Mandalorian toys. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful I don't have to buy anything like that yet. Now, if someone were to have gotten me a, a Grogu, I'll, I'll be okay with that. I you still take prefer the term Baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, once you got a name, you're like, the magic I don't know gone. if I can call him that anymore. <laughs> yeah. What if somebody accidentally in one of our I forums have... call him Gogurt? Or, yeah, Gogurt. Uh, <laughs> and so everybody keeps calling him Gogurt now in our, in our forum. By the way, now, I have not seen it. I, I've, I've heard what happens. I've heard what happens, but I have not seen the episode yet. I'm going to watch it today, but I've heard kind of One of the best pictures someone shared in our Wilder Ride listeners' lounge is the elf on the shelf leg sticking out of Baby Yoda's mouth. That's great. <laughs> I shared that. That one, yeah. that, was, also, that was great. Yeah, Yoda I loved that. and one of the gremlins sitting on the um, oh, like, Povich, yeah, yeah, with Grogu up on the screen, as the, as, like Yoda's like, about baby. to find you out. Are yes, the father? Yes, yes. Let's see if I got enough time to do this before right. we before we go on. You guys do a podcast called The Wilder Ride, and you had me on there, and you're doing the uh, the listeners' lounge and interviewing people. And you guys have had uh, Tim Andrews on mm-hmm. here recently as your latest guest, and uh, I was going to play a snippet of the the my favorite part of that interview with you guys did with him was fantastic i'm going to play it a snippet of it now let everybody okay. hear i wonder what i'm talking exactly about what this is let us bring to our listeners lounge none other but the one the only tim and hey guys hello hey tim hey thanks for having me how are you Wow, how's it feel to be on the flip side of this? Instead of us, uh, you know, looking at a movie like you joined us a couple of seasons, but this time we're actually getting a chance to interview you. I actually love it. I don't get to do this very much, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm pleased. Usually, I'm like, okay, arranging the interview or whatever. Not arranging it. I mean, Jeff does does all that work. Jeff's the uh, producer, I would say, in that aspect. And Jeff's a great guy too. We'll talk about him as we get to the Radio Labyrinth podcast. We actually have him to thank for uh, for our two podcasts sort of coming together as one when we first started ours a few years ago and it's been a fantastic relationship we've been on your show a couple of times you and i have gotten together on radio a few times and it's just been uh, a great relationship that formed thanks to jeff discovering our show yeah man uh we love we love your show and we love being on the show and we love having you guys on um you guys were talking about this in the intro a little bit or you mentioned him once or twice i'd like to talk to bk sometime too Oh yeah, no. I think I think BK would love to talk to you because he's hoping some of your like uh, magic will rub off on him and somebody will eventually <laughs> discover him. Yeah, that was a great spot from the uh, from that uh, podcast when you're talking to Tim Andrews. I thought it was fantastic. So, so now you're going to clear clear it up. You do not want to meet Tim. No, no. Is that is that what the point of this was? I'm very, no, I'm extremely 
offended that you would think that I would hitch a, my star to somebody else to try to increase my popularity, you know, to try to ride what I'm somebody doing. else's thing or whatever. That's ridiculous. By the way, I'm on the show next week. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm that's, that's, uh, isn't that the whole point of networking? <laughs> right. Well, hey, we went, we went a little long, but I did want to play that. We're going to take a break now. Speaking on there. But when we come back, we're going to have a lot of Christmas stuff in the Golden Rage of TV by Pat McCormick. We'll be talking about our Christmas movies, Christmas songs, Christmas stuff. It's the Christmas show at BK on the Air. We'll return after these messages. Sure, Sir Isaac Newton unraveled the mysteries of gravity. But could he have unraveled the mysteries of Rubik's Cube? Three weeks ago, Judge Smith retired to her chambers with Exhibit A, Rubik's Cube. She hasn't been seen since. Warning, once you get your hands on Rubik's Cube, you may never be able to put it down. Rubik's Cube, over three billion combinations, but just one solution from Ideal. I'm starved. Got any pizza in the freezer? We make fresh pizza. That's complicated. Not anymore. We use pizza in a skillet. You really make it fresh in a skillet? Sure. Everything comes in the box, and you make it on top of the stove in just 15 minutes. Just spread the dough, then add the sauce and shredded cheese. Making it fresh makes it delicious. Mmm, delicious. And so fast. Pizza in a skillet from Chef Boyardee. Cook delicious homemade pizza in just 15 minutes. Like a midget at a urinal, I was going to have to stay on my toes. It's okay if you don't understand what he's talking about. He probably doesn't either. It's BK on the air on AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online using the TuneIn Radio app. Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. The original Hollywood Squares, hosted by Gary Marshall, ran on ABC from 1966 to 81 with over 3,500 episodes. Although it was common for game shows to have celebrity guests, most would agree Hollywood Squares held the crown with 939 stars appearing on the show. Out of all of these, it was comedian Paul Lind who appeared the most, tallying an amazing 1,079 episodes. Taking his permanent square in 1986, Lind would usually get loaded questions so he could fire off his extremely humorous wit. It actually earned him three daytime Emmy nominations for the years 1972, 73, and 74. It became common knowledge that the celebrity panel was pre-briefed on the subjects and given some scripted humorous bluff answers that the producers called zingers. Lynn's comedic timing was impeccable, based on the reactions from host Peter Marshall and the other celebrities. You see this in a popular YouTube video titled Paul Lind and Hollywood Square's Best One-Liners. The video shows he appeared to be ad-libbing a lot of the time, especially on some answers that were likely outtakes. Also, some of my favorite moments was when he had Buddy Hackett and some of the other celebrities in stitches with seemingly random answers. Lind had such a positive impact on the show that reportedly the hyper-reclusive Greta Garbo once sent him a fan letter directly to the studio. The Hollywood Squares proved to be so popular that 30 nations created their own version. In 2013, TV Guide ranked it at number 7 of the greatest game shows ever, and I think it's a safe bet that the great Paul Lind had a lot to do with that. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Golden Rage of TV and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the air. 
Thank you, Pat, for that trip into the golden rage of TV. You do it every Saturday here with BK on the air. By the way, check out Pat uh, on the Internet. You can find him at the golden rage of TV, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And the interesting thing about the Hollywood Squares is when I was a kid and I would watch it, I didn't know this. I only learned this later. And I, if you've never read the book, uh, the original Hollywood Square by Peter Marshall, the, the, the host, he wrote a great book. Dealing with the inside story, it's people he couldn't stand on there. People <laughs> it was like, wow. really? That person was a, a, a butthole? I didn't know that. But he, I never knew this, but later on I learned it. All the celebrities had the answers to the questions. They all knew the answer. I always it was that. up to them whether they told the false or correct answer to the to the contestant. They could they could tell a bogus answer if they wanted to. And I've heard uh, Peter wrote, wrote in the book that if Paul Inn didn't like a contestant, he'd he'd pick on them and give and try to trick them if they, wow. if they rubbed in the wrong way. I'm like, okay. You know what though? That so does that make kind of, of sense because when you have the ability to at least kind of have a sense of what's coming, you can you can prepare and kind of have be better with those right. comic the, yeah. the comic timing. It was. It's probably my second favorite game show of all time. Match Game to me is the best game show in the, ever put on television. I loved Match Game the best, but Hollywood Squares was just so, so funny. And in the '90s, when they tried to bring them both back, the Hollywood Squares and the Match Game thing, and it was an hour long, and it was in the '90s, it just didn't work. No. You didn't have you didn't have Gene Rayburn, and you didn't have the original guys. So uh, who would who would think that Bowser from Sha Na Na would be a good host for a game show? <laughs> like it just didn't work. I no, don't know why that did not. That work. was. It's become there. We're in the studio here. We got a full. We're chock full of nuts here today. <laughs> it's me. I'm here. Walt in the Darkness is here. Alan uh, Shakespeare is here. And uh, Kevin Carroll is joining us here. Never been on the show, but he's in here talking good to morning. us. Good morning. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Merry which Christmas. Is, which is kind of funny when they listen to on the podcast. They're like, morning? Where they- <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what I would say it to them. Like, it's morning, morning somewhere. Unless you're listening to it on the podcast. That's right. What should I have said? Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That works, too. <laughs> you can say either one. <laughs> <laughs> listening to a goofy show. <laughs> That's usually what I'd say. We're gonna we're gonna assign a, a, a nut to Kevin because we, we're all nuts. So I, we've decided. What's the I'm largest? The cashew. <laughs> I'm the cashew. Right. Walt is a pecan. Alan's a pistachio because Alan's hard on the outside, but he's a little green and on the inside when you open him up. But he's delicious after you get him open and everything. So <laughs> delicious. That, 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 that's how you open. And they now uh, sell you without shells. They so. do. I, I can't. I, it's <laughs> naked yeah. Alan. That's that's right. Right. Yeah. But we got to think of a. As we go along, we got to think of a, of a nut that Kevin could be. Um, <laughs> yeah. By the way, if they make if they make if they make butter out of any nut, it's great. I tried. You know, cashew butter, peanut butter, almond butter. Mm. I mean, it's all just so good. Do they make macadamia nut butter? Because if they did, probably. I'd eat it. I've they never will seen after it this show. <laughs> You're going to start a batch as soon as you get home, right? Alan would probably yeah. pick for me Brazil nut because I'm enormous. Yeah, Brazil, Brazil nut. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That doesn't have a funny name to it. I don't really like those that you know, much, though. Well, you know, I, I like them, but like maybe two of them, and then I'm done. I'm like, I don't really yeah. need any more. My girlfriend does, so that would help. Okay. That would make sense a little bit. <laughs> kind of like a walnut. Yeah, I run into stuff. You like the size of a wall. He'd have yeah. to talk with a Brazilian accent, though. Yeah, if he had this. Hey, I'm a Brazilian nut. <laughs> what is That's a tough Brazilian one to get in a nutcracker at Christmas time. It's too. It's too. Uh, yeah. It's too big. Yeah, it's too big for the nutcracker's mouth to nut to, to crack. Almonds yeah. and pecans are perfect. And I better well. stop, or this will turn into a podcast. <laughs> can't say any more about that on there. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> God, right. guess depends on the size of your nutcracker. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's a totally true statement. No. There's nothing wrong with that. That is very true. Speaking, speaking of that, fireplace. 
the plant the remember the planters i don't know if they still show or not classic commercials the planters commercial that they would show during christmas that had the nutcracker would come in and the planter oh, and yeah. mr peanut with his little monocle yeah. and everything mm-hmm. do you remember the one where the end of the the end of the uh, the commercial had the nutcracker coming into the party and he, of course, you know, Mr. Peanut wants to stay away from him, you know. Yes. And at the end, there's one part where Mr. Peanut turns his head away from him, and the Nutcracker comes up behind him and goes, <gasps> and it's like horrifying. It's almost like Jason it from is. Friday the Thirteenth or something. You remember that spot? Yes, oh, yeah. I do. That's and then later point. on, Mr. Peanut has a bandage on the top of his head. It's like he did. He yeah, got hold like, of himself. It got dark really fast. Isn't there a lot of uh, classic cartoons? Uh, it's the walking nut commercials. <laughs> Commercials for Christmas. Um, we're talking about Christmas <laughs> memories and stuff like that. Um, the Norelco Shavers. Oh, yeah, it was for Santa, the Santa, Santa Claus writing. Snow. I mean, when you see that one, that's a great commercial. That is so classic that they were rerunning it not that long ago. I was like, oh my God, I'm instantly transported back to Norelco. And, I can need to buy crazy. an electric razor. And they really didn't change the claymation part of it. It was kind of the same. Yeah. So I thought that Loved George it. Lucas didn't go back and remaster it, thank goodness. So. <laughs> Digitally yeah, done. Right. We didn't have to do that. Add animals in the background. <laughs> Look, Santa's really clear now. That, <laughs> that North Pole's a lot bigger than I remember. <laughs> I liked it more grainy and jerky, like the stop motion thing. You know? <laughs> hey, that's when we've lost it when they go back and go, we've gone back and remastered Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Why? We've removed that no. clunky stop frame animation, replaced it with wonderful 3D effects. No. Didn't they Why? take away uh, um, his cigarette on... Uh, oh, Yeah. On uh, uh, what was it? Um, Bur- Yukon Cornelius. Oh, Cornelius. Yes. Took away his uh, cigarette. I think. I think I they edited that, that out. Wow. Then I wonder what copy that I have. Well, well they have still he's children to see the the tobacco. And you know uh, he carries a revolver. He carries a gun. He I wonder carry- if that's edited. Out. I, I don't know if that's been taken. I'll have to check it out and see. That's so. crazy. Not a very Spielberg PC character. No. I guess. <laughs> just add a walkie-talkie. Yukon Cornelius. Right. Always licking his axe and stuff. Well, yeah, he's looking for silver and gold. Silver and gold. Yeah. How do you know? Up, how can you tell by down. what it tastes? Well, yeah, he pulls it out. Nothing. And, nothing. The, and the little tongue always reminded like a cat tongue when he came. He's like, mm. an old miner's <laughs> trick, Alan. You got to learn about it. That's <laughs> Look, you, those well, mining speak, colonies, you, you got to take what you can get. <laughs> speaking of that, stay tuned. We got coming up. We got our favorite or top. Well, I, I got a top ten favorite Christmas movies coming up later in the program. We're going to flash the audience here at the bottom. They are as we're slowly creeping up to that. But we're going to have our top ten Christmas movies and and talk about those. Whether that's in there or not, we'll have to wait and see. I'm thinking it probably will be in there because uh, they can Possibly. be TV movies. They can be theatrical films that can be 30 minute movies that were on television however there's no limit on there no caveat that you can have so uh, and i know that uh, kevin wasn't prepared about this but if you want to throw one of some of your favorite movies feel free to because we're going to go around and just count them down one at a time sure a time from 10 down to one oh, i want to see how many of us match some i know there, i know that we're going to we're, we're going to match some i put some honorable mentions too by the way just at the end and i love having honorable mentions but uh talk about that and uh, i don't, i'm going to i'm also going to say that the movies that we're going to talk about that are, are top 10 favorite holiday christmas movies i'll bet all of them are great i, I don't think there's probably one on there where i'm like i can't believe you put that on there i'm not i don't think uh, we're gonna do that at all so. star wars special <laughs> even, exactly. that, even that's a even that you know it's a holiday special it's christmas you know that it might be great for a that. different reason but the right. yukon cornelius that's currently available on multiple outlets does not have a revolver and does not have a cigarette i knew he didn't have the took revolver yeah they took, took it out. out of his little yeah doll can't have action a gun you can get so, uh, yeah. What about the Santa Claus that told the kid he couldn't have a Nerf gun? That's crazy. Mall? Did you hear about that? Where did yes. that happen? 
What it was a I, the the outlet I got it off was a was a Florida newspaper. So I, I don't know if it was that's where it happened, but it was a Florida newspaper. Yeah, I, I don't know which Florida. mall, but it was a mall Santa. So, hmm. How you you can't made be the Santa kid Claus. cry. Poor little guy. And tell him, especially if it's a Nerf gun. It's not like the right. kid was asking for a 45 And it wasn't automatic. just like, no, well, like, do you really want <laughs> that? It was like, uh, no, you're not getting a Nerf gun. Wow. You're not getting a gun. See, that's, that's not going to. Yeah, Kids started crying. Did he lose his job? Yes, he did. They, I just okay. found out, yeah, two days ago I heard okay. that they did let him go. Because that's and the mall. Apo- the mall apologized to the family. Good. And then the mall, I think, sent him Nerf guns. But in the meantime, Good. a whole lot of other folks have been sending. They got so many Nerf guns that now they've kind of created their own Nerf gun giveaway to wow. give to charities that's locally. Awesome. Well, at least the mall didn't take the stance of, well, we agree with the Santa. We, we think it's politically uh, incorrect to be yeah, I said in my At show, least they didn't do that. I said in my show some of our favorite memories with our girls were having Nerf gun wars in the house. My oh, daughter, yeah, remember yeah, the really machine fun. gun that they sold uh, yeah, with the bandolero? Yeah, I love yeah. that. My 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 daughter, we got got her that one, and she was like, she was always the uh, yeah. laying down gunfire. I was like, oh my god, it's just awesome. We used that gun to play American Gladiators. I'm serious. We did. You didn't dress in the spandex though, did you? That they wore. Well, I can't. We're not close enough. I can't tell you. Okay, we're coming up on a break. You can tell me off the air. Make it break it to me gently. Hey, if anybody showed up with that bend that that machine gun one, I just left i'm like i'm not playing yeah i can't how am i going to go up my other daughter had the sniper rifle (laughs) it like and and truly it was it was a long barrel with an extra long yeah she's she's in the back of the room pink (laughs) where is she it's like when you when you finally got the water gun that was battery powered and it would squirt like in in a repetitive Mm -hmm. way i mean that was there's no way to go up against that we're going to flash the audience when we come back to the news the weird the strange and the bizarre there may be some stories there that have something to do with christmas and christmas stuff stay tuned we're crazy today it's christmas show BK on the air. Each word you gotta know. Won't you with me everywhere I go? Each worm, each worm, I'm telling you true. Each worm, I love you. Each worm, I love you. Right up and down and up and down on the inchworm from Romper Room. Comic books, heroes, and crazy news. I tune into BK on the air from 10 to noon Saturday. You know, it's the only Christmas show that I've got. Uh, next Saturday, the show falls on the day after Christmas. We'll still be in the Christmas mood next Saturday, I'm sure. But today is my official Christmas show before Christmas. You know, well, we we'll can use that, that show. I'm going to use it for venting about what you didn't get. 
You'll know right. at that point. Yeah, I, well, I told you last step, last last week. I said, "Well, that list is long." If I go back in my childhood, oh. it's like a, you know, like the scrolls that you open the list mm-hmm. and it goes down the, down the floor like really far. I rolled up a scroll for that. I can. Is that what has made that. you surly and better? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, not, oh, it's something else. Not getting paid enough on radio has done that to me. <laughs> but I still do it, and I love it. Maybe no. your, your I, dreams crash around you is what. I do it for free, but don't tell anyone. Don't ever say that no, out loud. I didn't. I, I just told you keep he it between us. He meant as a full-time just job. Just among us. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. He meant if they hired him for 40 hours. Yeah, that's right. For free. I do it for free. <laughs> but if I do it for less, I get paid? <laughs> right, what? exactly. Okay. Well, it's that time that we flash the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. And it's all true because I found it on the internet. Oh, good. I did I did make sure that it's on at least three sites. Three or four. Not just one. You know. I got the first news. I don't believe you. <laughs> You're wise, Grasshopper. No research. Whatsoever. From UPI. Here's another one. Here we go again. A metallic structure that appeared via unknown circumstances outside a Florida bar is drawing comparisons to the mysterious monoliths that pop up around the globe. Do the 2001 in the background. I don't know why I do it. Pierced Cider Bar dun, dun, in dun, Fort dun, Pierce. What do you do that? Posted a <laughs> Do the 2001? How does one do the 2001? You know, you had one job asking me one thing, and he couldn't even do it. Do this obscure thing. He can do the Transformers <laughs> noise. He can do that. Yeah, I can do that, but, I'm, that, but that, this isn't a Transformer okay, story. <laughs> that works. Well, that's <laughs> metallic. The Pierce I Cider... I higher for that. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> Good. Well, I was kind of at the last second. <laughs> I didn't uh, do the vocal warm-ups. <laughs> sne- sneak some of that in his coffee, Alan. He'll do whatever you want that you got in your pocket. The Pierce Cider Bar in Fort Pierce posted photos of Facebook of the t- 10-foot-tall metal monolith that was first spotted outside the business on Wednesday morning. The business and security camera footage failed to record the structure's installation. How did it miss that? That tells me it's an inside job. Yeah. Turn the camera off while we put it in here. The object bears a resemblance to the monolith that had been spotted in various locations around the globe after the first was discovered in November. We remember this. We reported it in the Utah desert. The bar put tape up around the Fort Peace monolith to keep the public at a safe distance. Yeah, we don't want, we want right. kill the monolith crushing. Uh, the Fort Pierce Police Department said investigators have no information about the object. My God, it's full of it's stars. It's full of stars. Have you seen the memes that have come out of this? Yes. Like the, the, I don't think I've seen all of them, though. So. On one of the monoliths, it said, we, we've been trying to contact you about your car insurance, <laughs> your, your car warranty. Yeah. Well, with me, it would be those Columbia tapes that I never paid for. <laughs> you get the free ones, the one for a penny, and you never pay for the rest of them. Yeah. When you're in high school, yeah, that's right. I've got the next news. This also from UPI. Police in Wisconsin said an honest stranger who found $3,000 on a sidewalk saved Christmas for a family by helping return the cash. Uh, returned all $2,000. No, <laughs> Christmas. The, the, the Wausau uh, Police Department said residents walking in the city found a bundle containing 3000 in cash, multiple Christmas gift envelopes, and a bank receipt. The resident turned the money over to police who contacted the institution listed on the receipt, the People's State Bank, and were able to then find the person who it belonged to. We had the story last week about the, uh, the jewelry. Yeah, the, the jewelry. Yeah. Came out and people returned that. That's nice. <laughs> All our jewelry just happened to pop out of the I, trunk. Like, what? Well, I if you that. happen across any money laying around, that is mine. Yeah, I dropped it. <laughs> yeah, folks, I, I, I lost about $3,000 in cash. I always keep that. Well, I'm not you. saying how much it was. Can you, just identify? If you come across any money, <laughs> can 
Can you give us any identifying marks that's on the money? It's got maybe? a president on the front. Okay, well, that's I've got it. It's greenish. I'll give it to you. It's got a, it's got a green tone to it. It's, it's kind of money-shaped. It's okay. kind of money-shaped. That, that's it. You're exactly right. I got the next news. Well, it looks just like it. Dead presidents, you say? My $47 bill. My $47 bill. Oh, that's speaking. Speaking of that, when we went that's on our, our our last uh, our last vacation down in like Puerto Rico, we were getting like U.S. currency back. They had so many two dollar bills down there left over. I'm like, I haven't seen a two dollar really? bill in like right. years. They have all kinds of them down there. It's crazy. The Wisconsin. This is from UPI. The Wisconsin State Patrol is warning festive drivers about excessively decorating their cars after a trooper pulled over a vehicle decked out in Christmas lights. The State Patrol posted a photo on Facebook. You can find it if you search for it. That showed the car. In the Oshkosh area, covered with colorful lights, and it was adorned with them. The driver, Tyler Kamholz, 18, said he was inspired by similarly decorated cars that he saw online. He said the trooper let him go with a warning. Wow, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch Trooper. (laughs) The teenager said he is now receiving requests for his festive vehicle to pay visits to neighborhoods and nursing homes. He said the lights will remain wrapped around the vehicle until after the holidays, but won't be illuminated on public roads. Wow, what a what a Grinchy state trooper. That's terrible. That's I mean, I, I didn't know it was against the law. See cars going down the road like that all the time. Or only is it only there? Maybe it's just Maybe there. Maybe it's an ordinance there in, in Wisconsin. Uh, I think that's Wisconsin. dumb, but I will that's tell you. In Michigan. You, know, you should be like those Wisconsin. homeowners. We could just say, well, you know what? Tell you what, I'll have them down by the end of the month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's your 30-day warning. And yeah. the uh, recently 50-year-old Alan days. has the next news. I do. If you can still see enough to read it. You don't have your glasses on today, but I made it in a big font. It's yeah. in font 22 size, so that's fine. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's 18. It got you that chain so you'd never lose your glasses. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my. Xbox cele- celebrated an update to the popular game Destiny 2 for the Xbox Series X by projecting the this game on cool. the side of a Colorado mountain and breaking a Guinness World Record. Oh. And, it, and it's huge. Wait till you hear the size. Yeah, Guinness said Xbox projected uh, Xbox projected a 19,090 square foot screen on the side of Copper what? Mountain in Frisco for snowboarder Grant Giller to play Destiny 2 Beyond Light and newly released expansion for the 2017 game. Imagine, we talk about playing on a big oh, screen TV. Man. Can you imagine a 19,000 square foot screen <clears throat> playing no, a video game? That's unreal. You're playing it on the side of a well, mountain. Think about it. For, for, think about here locally. Let's go project it on the side of Stone Mountain. That would be like like the biggest screen that we can oh, play that a would game be cool. on. Yeah, that would be great. Awesome. You have to, the problem is you got to stand so far back from it to be able to see everything. <laughs> yeah, and then, you, then, it, then it gets to where it's small. It's like, right. oh, we're far away from the mountain now. I can't see what I'm doing. See, I'm only thinking about the classic games. I'm like, how cool would it be to project a giant asteroids up there and play that or Pac-Man oh, yeah. and put it up there? Be just oh, just the huge. classic breakout looks like you're breaking the mountain. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> well, we're going to wind up here with one from the Miami Herald. This one's kind of long, but I had to put it in here because it's that great. Dumb? Sorry. I got a news. <laughs> he just looked over at me and started like laughing like, my poor friend. Yeah, I was like, what is this a idiot. good time for the, my dad had asteroids, but. <laughs> that was from vacation. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Hurt like heck. <laughs> I don't, but my dad does. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, Kevin, we can say that on this show, but not the Bartos Morning News, unfortunately. So it's, that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I have the last news <laughs> from the MiamiHerald.com. Listen to this. A 25-year-old man is accused of, accused of stealing at least $700 worth of equipment from a South Carolina church Aww. wearing Aww. a Batman that? costume he found on the premises. How do you, who, who has a Batman <laughs> costume in the church? 
He, wait, he stole the pastor's Batman that's costume. That's a cool and then church. Used that's it. a cool yeah. pastor. Yeah. <laughs> but not before security cameras captured his face. Put it on Bruce, Bruce Wayne put it on a little too late. Dalton Alexander Lurick was arrested on charges of second-degree burglary and grand larceny. Arrest records show that a citizen who saw his face in the surveillance footage sent the Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office a tip regarding his identity. Hey, I know that guy. Which led to his arrest. Uh, according to the arrest report, he broke into an administrative building belonging to the Anderson Mill Baptist Church through an unlocked window. Pastor Samuel Anderson told investigators he was the last one to leave the church around 5.30 p.m. that day, which at what point nothing was missing. But he thought a window that had been left unlocked, allowing someone to push it up and enter the building, according to the report. Anderson gave authorities a copy of her surveillance footage from the night in question. Isn't that funny and terrible and crazy (laughs) number one he's stupid when you're sitting around jail and people are like what are you in for i think robbing a church in a batman costume might get you beat down i'd have to change my story i'd I'd be like murder what are you in for (laughs) i killed somebody over a dollar we heard somebody had a batman costume on over a dollar you're mean guys stole my funyuns (laughs) we'll be back Christmas is a time for closeness, and closeness is what Norelco razors are all about. The shiny new silver rotary razors in cord and rechargeable models with 36 blades, 9 closeness settings, and no gotchas. And the Ladybugs, the ladies' razors that really work. And the Ladybug Salon, a ladybug razor plus 11 grooming attachments. Norelco, even our name says Merry Christmas. Give it up! Podcast Magazine presents The Hot 50 Countdown. Hi, it's Rob Actis, host of the Podcast Magazine Hot 50 Countdown. Join me as I count them down from 50 to number one, the top 50 podcasts in the land as determined by you, the podcast fans. From true crime, society and culture, self-help, health and fitness, science, and every podcast category in between. The Hot 50 Countdown is here. Oh, a microphony. And a phony at the mic. Get Whoa. Over there. <laughs> Little Gremlins rag there by Jerry Goldsmith. Will Gremlins make uh, one of our top Christmas movie lists? I, yeah, I consider it a Christmas movie. It's actually, you know, it comes along with like with Die Hard and some of those other movies. You're like, those aren't Christmas movies. I'm like, Die yes, Hard, they they are. One. Yeah, they are most certainly Christmas movies. Uh, Gremlins is one, but we're gonna start it now. We've got we've got our list of our favorite Christmas movies. And by the way, it's BK on the air. By the way. Uh, Alan Sanders is in here with me, as he is every Saturday, and having a good time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, what happened to you? I don't know. Merry Christmas. You, some, you have an allergic reaction? Somebody put some nuts? in my mouth. Oh, yeah. Too close to your mouth? Yeah. Trying to eat the microphone. Walt in the Darkness is here with us as well, and Kevin Carroll is in here for the first time joining us. Maybe for the first time of many times popping in here, so. Whatever you'd like. <laughs> A uh, phrase Alan and I never hear at our house. No. I'll take uh, so something funny. not said in Casa San Monaco I'll for take, a thousand, Alex. I'll take, I'll take that anytime. This is the way. I, this is the way. Yeah, that, that's I, what I hear a lot of. I like him already. This is yeah, the way. This is the way. So Christmas movies. Um, I have honorable mentions, too, but I've sat down last night and I thought, well, come on. I mean, I've had my list for a long time, but sometimes it changes. Sometimes movies, newer movies pop on there 
flips around or whatnot. Did you know? Did I ever tell you that I have? I wrote down. I tried to sit down once and write down every movie I've ever seen. You did say that, and then you and I'm up to about five thousand nine hundred. There, I can't life. remember what's the name of the service now. It's an online one where you can do your own movie rankings and oh, ratings. Yeah, I've got that. You, can, on my you phone. sign up cool, for yeah. it, and, awesome. but basically, then you can keep track of it, and then. You you can share it with friends. It's a social See, media kind cool. of thing. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, that, that. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm God, what's that called? I'm just taking watched? into a, a account that somebody else wants to know what my favorite movies are. I guess somebody would want to know. I'm hoping Letter they do. So. Letterboard. Like yeah, Letterboard. Cool. I have to check that out. Um, all right, let's start with number ten. Uh, I put we'll work them our way in, backwards. Yeah, okay. we'll work our way backwards because we'll have. We like, I, I like doing the drum roll. The number one because if you start with number one, where's the suspense? You know, right? Everybody won your number one movie. So let's now, start this with is by, number based 10. on our opinions, not necessarily ranking what we think are the greatest. Christmas movies of all time. I like, know. I think these are the greatest of all time because my opinion is oh, that. Because I went from the, I went from my perspective of like, what movies do I watch pretty much well, every no, year because right. they're my favorites. It, it is our favorite. Now I, I know there are movies that are probably I, better. Right, but I couldn't. I don't think I could make one of all time because I'm not that film criticy type of guy. I don't know that I could say that. So these are these are our favorite. Of all time, so that's the only okay. ones that count. As of right now, this <laughs> yeah. year, Christmas this is twenty twenty. As of today, and stay tuned. Later in the program day, I'm going to have Billboard's top ten most popular holiday songs of all time too. Some of those might be surprises. Now, these are this is from Billboard. They're the gold standard of of, of listing that. So, let's start with number ten. Uh, Kevin, you playing with us, right? Are you going to play with us on this? Or you got a few? Yeah, I, I made uh, I made a list at your request. <laughs> he, it took me a week <laughs> to do mine. I'm like yeah. agonizing over these movies. I, I did mine in the break. So. Well, well, see, I can't. I would probably I, shift these around about a little more time, but I just threw it together. And, well, uh, Kevin's our first-time guest on my show. Let's start with Kevin. Kevin, you're number ten. <laughs> number ten Christmas is a movie of all time. Number ten is a classic. Uh, it's not the greatest of its era by any means, but it is a classic. It also always makes me think of watching um, with my grandparents. Bing Crosby. Danny Kaye, White Christmas. White Christmas. Which what people if... mistakenly believe the song comes from that film, which it did not, but I'll get right. into that later in my list. That's right. Well, your, your, your movie on your, on your, that you say that movie comes from, wow. that song comes school. from, is one of my honorable mentions coming up. Your oh, Kevin Curl educational nugget coming soon. See, the fact that he knows that means Kevin belongs on the show. That's right. That's great. I'm in. I, I want to do that after the each and he and and Kevin did it. Thank goodness he he knows the format. Nobody to even told him. We, just, elaborate on your movie a little okay. bit too. We got a little bit. Of, unlike the award show that we go to, where we can't make an acceptance speech, we just take it and run off. We can talk. We can elaborate. A little Good. Here. So my Alan, number, my number ten is going to be Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm. I like the remake. I always did because of the girl that was in it. I thought maybe because my kids were about the same age, they fell for that same the girl that played. So you're Mitchell saying you're, it's the remake? The remake. But I okay. do like the classic. I like the story period. But I think the, the remake is is a is it one of those movies i always just oh miracle on 34th street we are so close on that one on the list (laughs) we're gonna i think i want to see if we match the numbers here that's kind of cool that's interesting so yours is miracle on 34th street how as a kid i wanted that to happen to me so bad because see i saw the original and and i one of my favorite movies 1947 is when the original one came out so when i I saw it i'm like i really like the santa claus you know i love any movie like that where there's just enough the hint of magic that even the adults go Wait a minute. Yeah, that was that's that's still the the best part it of that is. movie. It's a great movie. Walt, what is your number ten on your list? Scrooged. You Scrooged. Mm. The, Which is a great, left it off. great Paul version. Murray, yeah, great version of a Christmas Carol. It, it really is a great. And it doesn't really get the play that you would think it would. No, but it, it is. It is my. It's definitely I have in just my updated my honorable mention list. Directed, <laughs> yeah. directed by one of my favorite directors, Richard Donner. Got directed Superman. It was great. I, I loved hearing the stories they told. About how much 
Carol Kane and Bill Murray did not get along with each other. Oh, when yeah. she slapped him, it was really hits in the right. face. And yep. he didn't like that. I'm like, that just adds to the scene. You know, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to like each other. So, You know, whenever I hear great. Richard Donner's name, I think, Richard Donner can never have a party because the Donner party. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't want to eat the food at his party. That's for sure. It's always strange when they go to the restaurant. Donner <laughs> party of 12. <laughs> yeah. Donner party of 11. We need... <laughs> Oh, no, no, now it's now nine, <laughs> eight. eight. <laughs> Don't say eight. Don't say eight. <laughs> yeah. We need to research that. We need to see if Richard Donner is related ancestrally to those people at the Donner party. Yeah, who knows? He, I'm he sure he does re- not want us to do that. No. <laughs> no. Another guy, you mentioned Lethal Weapon movies. Richard Donner directed the Lethal, yep. Lethal Weapon movie. Started out on the Twilight Zone, directing episodes of the Twilight Zone, believe it or not. Number 10. Well, that's a great number 10. Uh, that's that'll be on my honorable mention. By the way, I got that one on there too. That's my number ten is a movie that the Salkinds made. Made the producers of Superman, Superman. <laughs> did a movie. Yeah, did a movie called Santa Claus the Movie, and it came out in 1985. I saw it. I thought it was a great Christmas movie. It came out and it laid the biggest egg. <laughs> It blew up like a bomb in the theater for whatever reason. It just didn't do very well and has has since gained cult status since 1985 when it came out. But if you've never seen it, David Hiddleston plays Santa Claus, and he's one of the best actors, I think, to ever play Santa Claus. Dudley Moore is in it as Patch the Elf. John Lithgow is the bad guy. I mean, it's it's a fantasy movie about how he became Santa Claus back uh, many centuries ago and follows him all the way up into the 80s, you know, where the movie takes place. So it's an underrated movie. Henry Mancini does the score. It's got some great songs in it. So Santa Claus, the movie number 10, made my top 10 list. Let's go back over to uh, Kevin. We've got a few minutes here before we break. Uh, Kevin, one more in. Number nine. (laughs) Number nine is a remake for me. That's a a remake and an extension of the original, the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch. Jim Carrey Grinch. A lot of people love that that version of the Yeah, It's hard to – I don't even know how to explain it. It's not a Christmas classic. It's not even a you know a spot on remake of an original work, but it, it to me it is interesting and it's good. And uh, for whatever reason, it, to me it's one of those movies like, do I like it? Yes, but it's I always watch it. Mm-hmm. But you don't I need to justify because all you need to say is it's on Kevin Carroll's list of Christmas movies. That's and all I like, you need to know. Yeah, yeah, and I like hearing um, Hannibal Lecter narrate it too. <laughs> <laughs> always good. Yeah. Speaking and of the I will, party. I will. Yeah. The scene with him is like little baby Grinch and then, right. and then second yeah. grade Grinch. Yeah. That's the best part of the it whole is, movie. Yeah. I will great. say this. That movie was a lot better than the uh, Cat in the Hat remake with Michael, Mike, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Oh, that was yeah. horrible. You know what's crazy? Actually. My daughter a trash Rex, can in there is better than that. That movie <laughs> came true. out right, I think, at the same time as Jurassic Park, right? Didn't the, it? the Cat in the Hat? Yeah, no, the Grinch. Oh, I don't know. No, was it, Jurassic was Park was 93. Something about, I remember this, my daughter, Lexi, Freaked out at the Grinch, like it scared her. Like they left the you theater. Mean Jim Carrey's but back. loved yeah. Jurassic Park and has become her favorite movie. Like <laughs> she was okay seeing like dinosaurs eat people. Yeah, but watch Jim that. Carrey do the goofy faces and act like a like. But something about the costuming, right. just you know, things just as a kid will hit right. you. That movie, and she still to this day is a little freaked out by looking at the way oh, Jim Carrey's Grinch. Looks. I can totally. Oh, it is relate a little to her. scary looking. I can yeah. totally relate to her. I was much more scared of the child catcher and Willy Wonka than I in uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang than I was the shark in Jaws. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the shark in Jaws is cool. I'm a little scared, but uh, that child catcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, child he catcher. was just uh, not good. So uh, we're creeping up to the top of the hour. We got one more time to squeeze in another okay. one. Alan, you want to go? My down number, to nine, number nine, I, and I'm just because I love Tim Burton and I love this movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Another it's one, one that I yes. watch every year yes. between Halloween. Halloween. Christmas. I the only reason I didn't write that on here and I love that movie is because I just 
I just have it more as a Halloween movie. Gotcha. Christmas. And, and it belongs on ones. either or either list. That's yeah, why I, I watch would, it I somewhere in between. That, yeah. <laughs> In betwixt, it's a good betwixt. November twelfth movie. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, watch right. it in between. That's middle. perfect. Yeah. It's a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. It's in between. Okay. It's in between. Halloween. But I just love the the, the lore that Tim Burton kind of creates. Almost his own version of a, of why Christmas exists and that there's a special it town. A, it is a special great Halloween movie. town. What happens when you mix the two? And not all Tim Burton movies are great. We don't like all of them. But that one is another really good one. Corpse Bride, Corpse Bride wasn't that great. I thought it was okay. But uh, his little, little animated movies. So uh, Frank and Weenie, his one of his early ones, was really. I like that. Have you seen that I, one? I like most of the, the Nightmare Before done. Christmas. Uh, making the little song and making Christmas. Making I always. Christmas. <laughs> I sing that at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Christmas song. It's so. ours this time. <laughs> There's another director that that you know his stuff as soon as you see it. That that yeah. dark circles under the eye look. That artistry oh, that he so uses. That is when goth spills all over the screen. Yes. <laughs> Oh, look, I got goth on my screen. I spilled it on it. It's wipe Tim, it off. It must be a Tim Burton screen. Get the alcohol in the Windex. Hey, we're coming up on a break. It's BK on the air. We're going to take a break and hear from Fox News. And when we come back, we'll count down more of our uh, favorite Christmas movies. And we'll have some Christmas hits. Christmas stuff, Christmas memories. It's the Christmas show before Christmas. BK on the air. The prophecy has come to pass that there would come to us a chosen one. And that he himself would be an artisan and a skilled maker of toys. From this day on, now and forever, you will bring our gifts to all the children in all the world. This is your legacy and your gift, as is the gift of flight. It's them! <laughs> Every year, the magic happens again. Merry Christmas! It certainly should be. <laughs> Until now. What are you? I'm an elf. An elf? Yes. You mean, like, a fairy? I mean, I'm talking modern methods of production here. I'm talking assembly line. I'm talking way of the future. Now, someone wants to take the magic out of Christmas. We say, bigger, better, it's going to cost you. Cost? Cost who? Uh, the people who, who buy the toy. For nothing. We're going to give them away free. For free? Well, that's how we do it at the North Pole. Well, that's not how we do it here. Santa Claus is finished. I just wanted him to see what a good assistant I could be. Only one man can stop him. Only one man can help us. And he's coming to take you for a sleigh ride in the stars. <laughs> Alexander Salkheim presents Dudley Moore and John Lithgow. The legend comes to life for the very first time. With all the magic, all the adventure, all the wonder. Santa Claus, the movie. Seeing is believing. An Alexander and Ilya Sulkin production. From the people who brought you Superman the movie, Santa Claus the movie, as Alan pointed out. <laughs> Put the movie after the title. and I don't know if it's a good movie, but it's a great trailer. 
It is a great trailer. Some some would argue it's a better trailer than film because it, because it flopped in the theater. But I, it's it's one of those movies where everybody has that film that no one else liked but you did. That's kind of one of them for me because it's total holiday. It's a total Santa Claus feel good holiday movie, and I don't know why it didn't become a classic like a lot of others. And since since then, home video, laserdisc, DVDs, it has gained cult status now and has become popular again. Which maybe like Tron and Blade Runner, uh, it'll have yeah. a sequel maybe later on since those were flops when they first came out too. We were down to number nine right did we get to waltz number no, nine waltz no nine. we're t- counting down our top 10 christmas films of all time the, our favorite and we're down to number nine we're going in order here now we're going to walt for his number nine my number nine is muppet christmas carol muppet christmas carol fantastic Can't See, argue i told you that. all these movies on our list are going to be great christmas movies you can't probably go you know when disney plus came out even though it was in the middle of the summer when i first got it i went and watched that because i hadn't I seen it in thing. so long and i <laughs> love michael kane as ebenezer scrooge michael kane's great and of course the muppets are just great awesome. oh yeah the muppets <laughs> are good in, in anything i would i would argue that some of their later films lost some of their yeah. humor or some of the luster some of the guys yeah. but the muppet show is one of the funniest tv shows in the 70s that was ever on mm-hmm. i mean it was it was adult humor mixed in with just enough muppets for kids to watch it too yep uh let's go to my number nine my number nine is a tv movie and it's a classic from 1965 and it just came on not too long ago a charlie brown christmas is my number nine. Oh, i couldn't one. i just I, again i i, I kind of questioned the order of these but i had to put them in order just because they're they're high up doesn't mean I don't like them. It's just, to me, the ones above these are a little better. So Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. When you hear the kids' choir sing that song, does that not make you feel like it's Christmas time when they start saying, Christmas time is here? That it and reminds you of Christmas. The, the, the theme of uh, Schroeder's theme when they're playing. He's playing the, the piano? Yeah. Whenever that starts on the radio, I'm like, okay, turn it up. I know exactly what that is. So, yeah, so there we go. Walt's number nine. Let's go back over and start with Kevin. Let's go down to number eight. Eighth favorite Christmas movie. Eight is another that I watch every year, no matter what. So does and, Walt. And that is uh, Christmas Vacation. Christmas oh, Vacation. Oh, yeah. That's Somebody did a special on podcast list. on that, didn't they? Yeah. So yes. we did We did extra bonus oh, episodes on that. <laughs> I don't know about the cat, but I sure am enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it when he tries to cut the turkey. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I've seen turkeys like that before. I'll dry it out. It's terrible. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it, it's not for me. It's not my favorite, but it was oh, fun we know. to break it we down. All. It was oh, it's fun, but you can't deny it's funny. It's just so funny. There, my favorite watch. still is his rant, and then to his find rant. out behind the scenes that he didn't have it memorized, and that's why everybody's standing there with the cards. Yes, so he could look yeah, the at them and read. Is, is holding cue cards while How? he's doing that speech, and she said, "If you watch his eyes, and I've done that a couple times, he goes right through and he's reading the cue cards." Yeah, that's awesome. And I hit the mic. I can't play the clip on the air, but when he's saying goodbye to everyone at work, yeah, okay. oh, my yeah, gosh. I want. Yeah. I mean, times I've wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah you, you too. <laughs> can't say it, but you know the. Scene I'm surprised about. to see me, Clark. <laughs> Eddie, I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up this morning with my face sewn to the carpet. <laughs> yeah, a heck of a good cook. <laughs> and mine's never been full, so I've never had to pump it into the sewer out on the street in the corner. I've never had that problem either. Isn't there, to Eddie? Isn't he supposedly ad libbed that too? That he probably yeah, is because it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. The what a funny cast! Yeah. Club. Oh, Clark, that's a that's a that's a great gift. It's oh a gift that keeps on giving. Goodness, jelly of the month. It's clicking along. Clark, that's a gift that keeps on giving all year. Alan, Alan could be right. We could do the whole show. We'll be yeah. this list. Uh, well, we're up to well, rehab, we're number right 
jerky. Number eight We're for number me. Eight, this will be easy because it was your number nine, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Charlie, see, we got close on two of them. Yeah. That's, that's funny. And so we don't have to go too up. too deep into it. But just, it is it's a great a classic. Movie. It's classic. And I was got it's, props to um, HBO Max after they said they weren't going to let it go out on TV. They got they they responded to the public. Go, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll release that on PBS. We'll, I'll give yeah. half Sorry. props to them and half props to the public for calling them out on it. Right. Like, hey, how dare you do that? Right. I'm like, okay, we won't. Walt, your number eight Christmas movie of all time. Uh, definitely going back to my childhood, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rudolph Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Another classic, just like Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. That's yep. one where I, if I didn't, if I, I didn't miss that. If I were to miss that as a kid, I would be depressed. Yeah. Because back then, we couldn't watch it anytime we want, and it right. only came on once a year. And, and we had a story a few weeks ago. Before how the, the VCR. The pro- <laughs> The Rudolph claymation prop and the Santa Claus sold at auction from the original short, the, the original film, and they said uh, Rudolph's nose still it was very bright and red. They could mm. they could make it glow still because it had something in it that works. God, thousands and thousands of dollars, fifty, oh, sixty, sure. seventy thousand dollars. I think they sold for That's awesome. to some collector, obviously. All right, we're up uh, number eight. eight for I, you eight for me. Um, again, <laughs> close to yours, but mine is the 1947 version, number eight of Miracle on 34th Street. Because I saw it as a kid, it just stayed with me, burned into my head like a soldering iron. You know, it's just one of those movies where I can't uh, forget it. That's the one. Another guy who was probably one of my favorite portrayals of Santa Claus in that movie. Is I think both fantastic. versions, like I said, they're both good. If you if you've never seen the story, I've never seen the remake. I need to. The see remake it. is really really well done. It, like it, it was a '90s it. kind of movie. It's got a '90s feel, but it's it's well, really good. As we count down the movies, uh, we're going to take a break now. But as we count down the movies, I know there's going to be one on your list that you were surprised last weekend that I've never seen before. I'm yes, like, I've never seen this, and you fell out of the chair onto the floor I did. while I was on I'm the air. Still, I pick you back up. Fact, I'm still down there. I'm down there. I'm, <laughs> you I need haven't seen that, and, and Mrs. BK has seen it. She likes it, so mm-hmm. she's like, I didn't know you haven't seen that. If I'd known that, I not seen it you. yet no still i haven't had time to watch it but we're mrs watch bk it. if it's you're listening our, it's on our christmas list we're gonna watch make it, it happen hey i got i got a few days it's make only it the 19th so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it i promise it's on the list she's gonna let me watch this be down there we'll be back it's christmas a time for celebration a time of goodwill to all men all that is except one those of us with means should make some slight provision for the poor and destitute. Ebenezer Scrooge, a man whose contempt for others is matched only by his greed and lust for wealth. Christmas comes for once a year, sir. Poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. But Scrooge is about to be taught a lesson he'll never forget. You will be haunted by three spirits. I think I'd rather not. Charles Dickens' immortal tale is brought to life as you've never seen it before. I am the ghost of Christmas past. You will see yourself. Ebenezer Scrooge! worthless and less fit to live than millions like this poor man's child. I fear you more than any spectre I've seen. I will not be the man I must have been but for this visitation. Why show me this if I am past all hope? Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, with an all-star cast including Frank Finlay, David Warner, Susanna York, Edward Woodward, Nigel Davenport, Joanne Wally, and George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. 
A Christmas Carol. Merry Christmas to everybody and a happy new year to the Christmas Carol. Merry Christmas, everybody. There's a ver- there's the trailer you know, for the 1984 version. Just listen, keep listening because you'll see if it makes our list or not. We're counting down our ten favorite Christmas movies no of one, all time. No one can say there. George C. Scott held back in his performances. <laughs> no, he never did. And that's what that's one thing I really liked about him. I, I count myself as a huge George C. Scott fan. He's awesome. Uh, anything he he was the best thing about the horrible Exorcist three, the third Exorcist film, which was not very good and directed by the author of the book. But he was probably one of the best parts about the whole film. Was was it was a little misgassed in it that you still watched him because he's George C. Scott. So we're up to number seven of our favorite Christmas movies. We're counting down our 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 ten favorite Christmas films of all time. Let's go back over to Kevin Carroll, our guest in the studio today. What is your seventh favorite Christmas movie of all time? Christmas is about nostalgia in a lot of ways, especially for me. That's a word on this show we're not that we're familiar with. Yes, and. This one, again, makes me think of my grandparents, my parents, and is another that I watch every Christmas no matter what, even though a large portion of the film is sad. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> it is. It's like the first part is all right, then it gets worse, then it gets really sad, then it gets really no. really wonderful at the last, like, four minutes. Like, can this guy catch a break? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is. That's. But what a great movie to have on your list. I agree with that one. That's a staple for me. Flashback cinema or uh, one of those... Uh, Groups that bring out old movies. It is being re- it's released in theater. Look look for your uh, awesome. listing. It's back in the theater right now. Along that with would be cool movies. to see on the big screen. I've never out. seen that. Uh, yeah, sure. I would like to as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to go to any movie in a theater again. By the way, oh yeah, we've the, been. Um, yeah, we've been just going. Keep to going. See yeah. the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> just go. The um, well, the one by my house is uh, closed. Still closed. It is a wonderful life. Also, I think is a little bit cathartic. We all have had someone in our lives like a Mr. Potter that we've wanted to be like. You know what, Potter. No. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. No, not today, Potter. Not yeah. today. All right. Not going to happen. <laughs> that could slowly turn into a remake you could make today, but take care of Mr. Potter like in a diehard fashion or something like that. It would be great. <laughs> Today's not your day, Potter. Mr. Potter didn't show up. I'm sending the Gremlins to his house. But it's a great movie. I always thought it was a long Twilight Zone episode. It really did. It reminded me of something from the Twilight Zone. Because all the flashbacks. About stuff, what's going yeah. on. This angel's making him see mm-hmm. what happened. So right. Very good movie. Number seven, Alan, on your list. Got to go to another animated on this one. The classic how the Grinch Stole Christmas, the, Grinch stole the Christmas. cartoon, the Chuck Jones. Which is what? It's only like 38 minutes long? Is it, It's really short. It's not very long, yeah. but uh, it's it's still so, so good. It's like it it, I turn it's into so a good. five-year-old again seeing it for the first time, <laughs> just like with Charlie Brown. And then like, what it's supposed to do to you? Yeah. That's yeah. It's it awesome. Does, yeah. Boris Karloff, the narrator. I mean, almost nothing in American and film history has ever been narrated better than that. It's a perfect I, narrator. It is. Beautiful. I can't remember the guy's name. I know I can look it up, but I don't and know I'll time. never forget this. We were at a trivia night, and there was the guy. There's the guy that's like the smartest guy in the room. He like knows everything, and it's like okay. Uh, the question was the narrator of this uh, this animated Grinch special uh, was known for his horror, and he's like, oh, it's Vincent Price. I'm like, it is not. It is Boris Karloff. Yes. No, it's not. I'm like, yes, <laughs> Boris Karloff. Pretty sure I was at that trivia. Were you? I was I, like, I don't you dare argue with me on <laughs> and this I think one. I know who you're talking about. And I still yes. think it was Vincent Price, dadgummit. <laughs> oh, he's a good guy. I lo- he knows. But this is one of those times where he was yeah. dead certain, and he was wrong. <laughs> well, there was an a-, a voice actor, actor, a uh, man named Thurl Ravencroft. Thurl Ravencroft. Did he start one the, of the Harry Potter houses? No, he was one. Of, he was the voice of Tony the Tiger. He's the guy that went. They're great. He's the guy that sings the Grinch. The song Grinch song in the movie, which so, is a uh, great yeah. song. Whenever it comes on, I turn that up. 
You're Sometimes mean one. When we were walking around in the grocery store a few weeks ago, and it's it's becoming, you know, Christmas is going on, and she's, she's shopping, and I'm walking behind her. And I'm the goofball in the in the grocery store. I'm the one that, what? you know, I'll, I'll you know. Wait, I don't I'll see be, that. Oh, I'll be in line and cut the cheese and walk away, you know, like <laughs> leave it there. Or I'll be, I'll be, I'll pick up the 22-pound turkey and put it in the, in the, uh, in the buggy, and she'll see it. And I'm like, get that out of there. Like, and this thing is like 50 pounds or whatever. When they were playing the Grinch song not too long ago throughout the, the, the grocery store, at the end, I just always yell the line. I go, in arsenic sauce. <laughs> and I just yell it at the uh, top of my lungs. And it just reverberated throughout the store. And she's like, I'm like, it's Christmas. It's the Grinch song. 770-386-1450 is our number. I said my shoulder still hurts when she hit me with that uh, <laughs> leg of lamb. Speaking on there, somebody's on the air now. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is BR, BK. Hey, How are you doing, buddy? Another initial guy. How you doing? <laughs> Great. Oh. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, not saying that you are, but I thought Boris Karloff sang the Grinch song. No, he did not sing it. That's a misconception. I thought that when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, he sounds like he's singing the song. No, that is actually uh, Thurl Raven Ravenscroft, the guy who was the Tony the Tiger voice. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I heard that, and uh, but I, I know the other day uh, I heard it somewhere that it was Boris Karloff didn't. But anyway. Yeah. You mean you mean another outlet reported that Boris did it? <laughs> Yes, all wrong. they would be incorrect. That's why you come here for your information fake on this news, show. You're friend. exactly right. It's fake news. <laughs> Do you like? I love the. I love the how the Grinch stole Christmas. Do you like it too? Absolutely. If you had to pick your one favorite Christmas movie of all time, since I got you on the air before we go, which one would you choose? Do you have an absolute favorite one? I do, and it's a uh, kind of little off base, but uh, okay. it's the Family Guy. Oh, oh the, Family Man, excuse me. What, which one? Oh, uh, with Nicolas it's, Cage. It's, 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 yeah. it's Nicolas Cage. Oh, thing. okay. That's Just, your favorite. You know what's a little... That is well, good. I mean, it, well, it's like number two. All-time favorite, it's tough to say. There's so many there across a lot the of board good ones, on yes. that. Yeah. But uh, the Family Guy, or Family Man, excuse me, uh, yeah, it was probably number two. Uh, White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Is, yeah, that's a lot I of people's that. number. That's a lot of people's number one. All right, buddy. Thanks for calling. Always good to hear from you. Merry right, Christmas. Y'all have a great. Yeah, right, you too. You too. Right. Bye. So I saw. I mean, I, I always ask who everyone's favorite one is, but uh, if you put White Christmas as number one, that's not wrong. I think that's totally acceptable as number one. Rosemary uh, Clooney is a knockout in that movie. Whew. And the other lady is, is too, because they were both in the uh, the other one that was one of your honorable mentions that coming up. I won't spoil it now, but I, you know the one I'm talking. Yes. About. And Danny Kaye was the only one that was replaced by was some, with someone else in the old one. <laughs> We know who that somebody, is. Somebody we'll pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good dancer. Both yeah. of them really good. Uh, we're up to number what? Seven. Number seven for Six. Walt. Oh, my bad. Walt, number seven for you? Um, similar to Alan, uh, How the Grinch Stole Columbus Day. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little-known Christmas movie. Really? I've never heard of that one. <laughs> it was in the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Columbus Day, How the Grinch Stole Arbor Day. That's oh, a, okay. It was a, a tri a tripack. Tripack. Yeah. That's right. I like that second one. Yeah, wow. no, I had number seven, How the Grinch Stole Christmas That's great. as well. We're close on a lot of these on these things. My number seven is from 1984. I just played the... Uh, the rag theme from it earlier. Gremlins is number seven. When I saw Gremlins in the theater, I was blown away by it. It was it was a it was a great movie. Remember the rules, what not mm -hmm. to do with the Mogwai. But the whole movie is set within just like a twenty four hour period of what's going on on this on this town. All these gremlins are attacking and and actually. <clears throat> 
causing deaths and people to die, yeah, which is crazy. unheard of. You know, I can't believe that. But the whole movie has a Christmas feel. It has a snow. It's got Christmas lights. Uh, heck, there's even, there's even <laughs> yeah, gremlins. That qualifies. There's even a gremlin stuck in the Christmas tree that attacks the mom at home. And oh, how about the knife? It's when just, the gremlin falls in the pool, the colors in the pool are red and green. They're red and green because <laughs> yes. it's Christmas. Yes. So uh, just like Die Hard, just like uh, uh, Lethal Weapon, some of the others, yes, Virginia Gremlins is a Christmas movie. I will always say that it is, and uh, I'm a Gremlins fan. And I'm glad. I'm nice, very glad to hear that they're thinking about they're in pre-production of a Gremlins three, with uh, the original director and the guys coming back and going to use some of uh, animatronics, not a lot of CGI, which is great too. So Good. we always like it. Yeah. When they chose to do that, so Gremlins for me is number seven. We're going up to number six, counting them down, counting them down on our top ten Christmas films here with BK on the air. Number Kevin s- Carroll is in the in the studio here. Number six. Number six. Uh, one that I know Alan and I both really like is Love Actually. Yeah, and, we um, might say that. <laughs> big fan. Uh-oh. Of, so, uh oh. Think about how many. I mean, they're not. There are smaller roles for a lot of the actors because there's so many different storylines in the movie. But a lot of big stars. Pretty much at that time, just about every British person of even remote fame was in that it was fantastic um, it's still it's the greatest it, it holds movie. up too i think it's still really good uh, that's another one watch it um, i'm kind of a christmas junkie but watch it every year for sure love actually awesome uh my gremlins and love actually by the way two that are not streaming on anything right now and it's very irritating correct you have to pay to get you both, have to rent which is annoying or pull out your old dvd copy of gotta go like find it which yeah. is yeah. Dang it. Every movie should be streaming on something at all times. It's <laughs> and irritating. At least Christmas movies during Christmas. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, that's the one that I was talking about earlier. I've never seen Love, actually. It's he awesome. Had a, yeah. He had a fit last week. And you week know, Hollywood tried to do it with it. other holidays. They tried to it do it like New Year's Day. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Those were horrible. Those There's only terrible. Love, actually. Speak, perfect. Speaking of we're going up to the uh, bottom of the hour here. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to count down the rest of our stuff. Yeah, we got to put it into high gear here because I got a couple of stories I want to get to and some Christmas memories. Christmas movies more when we come back. Tony. Mama. You look hungry. Come start your good breakfast with Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes cereal. The secret frosting makes it extra crunchy, extra delicious. I know. Flakes of corn with just the right amount of frosting for kids and adults. How did I teach you to say it? It's great. You may be Mr. Breakfast to the rest of the world, but you know what you are to me. Your widow, Tony. I'm so proud of him. Sit up straight. Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Well, you set the dial on your FM radio and... Testing, testing, testing. These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. You can broadcast in mono or with two more radios in stereo. Professional entertainers use Mr. Microphone for rehearsing, and you can too. It's practical and great fun for the whole family. And for only $12.88, they really make great Christmas gifts. The perfect Christmas gift at Walgreens, Woolworth, Woolco, Osco, Venture, Weebolts, Montgomery Ward. Uh, although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. 
Fred G. Sanford. G stands for Have a Good Christmas. <laughs> or whatever else he said it would stand for. Still one of my favorite shows the, of all time. The Christmas song. I didn't know one of my favorite Christmas songs. Nat King Cole is the, the oh. all-time favorite yeah. that yeah. you remember. But uh, we're counting down our top, and Merry Christmas, everybody, top top ten movies of all time for Christmas, our favorite films. And what are we up to here? Are we we're on six? Number we're on six. six. It's, uh, and, either... it's, and it's Alan's yeah. turn yeah, for my number turn. six. That's right. My number six is Home Alone. And part of that is because it, it was a movie that came out when my kids were little. So that was one of their early Christmas movies that they loved. And I still to this day, I think Chris Columbus has always been one of those good directors. I think it's a great movie. It's fun. I love seeing the kid beat the bad guys. And, and the making of, if you've never seen the, the films that made us on yeah, Netflix, great. it's great, the backstory behind that I one as well. I had no idea they built the house set and filled it with water like that and did the whole thing. Everything in an old high school. I, I couldn't believe yeah. that they did that. I can't <laughs> believe that the production the company that was going to fund it said, okay, that's it, pull the plug, you're done. But the other studio was like, as soon as they pull the plug, we'll go ahead and fund it. <laughs> and so great? just as people were like, oh, crap, and they started, and the guy was coming behind him going, okay, you know when we said pull the plug, we're in a different studio now, go, keep working. Oh, wouldn't that be yeah. great? What a great you story. you person, you're like, I still have a job. Yeah. Just, anyways, Home Alone. Number six. Uh, uh, Walt, number six for you, Christmas movie. Trading Places. <laughs> Trading Places. <laughs> nice. That's a great one, yeah. That's great. Trading Places yeah, I love is fantastic. I mean, that, that's a uh, John Landis, you know, his, he's yeah. a hit or miss and for me. And the cast is just The cat. Yeah. The old uh, Don Amici. Yeah. And then the guys are great. And when he turned around and put them as homeless guys in Coming to America, yes. the same guys from, so from Trading Places, they're on the, on the sidewalk. And derelict. I so think that awesome. was fantastic. Yep. Tie in. Uh, number six for me. Uh, I can't say the whole phrase, but yippee kaye. Exactly. <laughs> Die, Die Hard. Hard. I had the pleasure two weeks ago of seeing Die Hard on the big screen at the theater. Uh, oh, they released it for great Christmas. Great movie. And I went to see it. THX. It was the great remastered print. And I sat there and watched that film. And I'm saying, other, other than some of the. The cell phones they're using and a couple of other things, it's kind of like Jaws. It, it just it belongs in any era. You could watch it any time and still be blown away by, no pun blown intended. Away by, by Die Hard. Fantastic <laughs> Christmas movie. And yes, it is one. It's a Christmas movie. Anyone Can't argue. They're wrong. Great movie. Belongs on everyone's top ten. Uh, yeah. And we're now to number five. Uh, I, got a, I, got a, I got a nickname for him now since he's here. Uh, Chris... Uh, Kevin Christmas Carol. How about that? Been hearing that for no, a he's never heard that one. Well, he never heard <laughs> it, it on fits, this show. It fits though. Me. It so, does fit. And what is one, your number five uh, Christmas movie? Number five is I'm starting with a series here, um, which will continue. Home Alone Two: Lost in New York, which it's also uh, Christmassy. The yes. follow up, and like Alan said, uh, raising his kids. Not that Alan's old enough to be. Well, maybe. My dad. <laughs> the, uh, well, he's 50 now. The, Alan's 50 is. now. He's well, 50. Alan, we well, got some news for you, by the way. Yeah, oh, <laughs> No wonder Susan and he are such 50. friends. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that was, those are movies of my childhood, both Home right. Alone's, big oh, time. Oh, yeah. Um, so Lost in New York, love that one. It's To me, it's it's 1 and 1A, but I, I have original Home Alone right. higher. But Home Alone 2 is also very, very good. Um, and it's it's a little movie. bit like watching Seinfeld now, which I still is still my favorite TV show. But like nothing from none of the oh my gosh we're in a terrible situation would work now. No, there's yep. no cell phone, there's yep. no internet. Like none of their problems they would ha- they wouldn't have problems now. Oh yeah. So the the movies would never work. But in those moments in the in that snapshot in time, it's perfect. Yeah. James Bond could get out of his situations back in the old movies had he only had a cell phone with him all the time. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of other movies in the, in the time. But but Alan and I have talked about it. People that can't enjoy movies simply from the era they're in don't just can't enjoy movies at all. Then you might as well just watch new ones because you have to remember. 
remember when the movie was made. Right. Yeah. If it doesn't right. have a cell phone, no big deal. Yep. Uh, Alan, number five for you. We're halfway there. Tim Allen, The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. I love that. I thought that was so cool, the everyday guy being made into the Santa because he stumbled across the Santa, thinking breaking into his house, and read the card, and yep, the claws, like your claws of a contract, right. mm-hmm. and he had to become Santa. I loved it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Here's another movie I haven't seen before. I've never what? seen the Santa Claus. Yeah, It's, it's not a bad before. trilogy. The third one's kind of weak, but the first two are pretty good. It gets yeah. progressively worse. Count them down. Opinion. Number five, Walt, You for you? A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. There you go. Okay, that that oh, ranks oh, a little higher on oh. my list, but it is on my list as we click <laughs> later on. Well, it's, I mean, some of these are, you know. That is, uh, that movie kind of flopped when it came out. Yeah, it And did. over the years, just gained momentum at Christmas. It got classic. played. And now it's considered like one of the most successful ones, you know, as far as people have seen it. And, you know, TNT shows it for 24 hours at least once a year yep and it's uh, shows... got a lot of memorable lines and my father worked in profanities like other men <laughs> worked <laughs> with oils and clay. yeah gene shepherd it was what a true medium the dog's getting in the kitchen and the leg lamp yeah that's when i was younger and i saw it for the, <laughs> the first leg time lamp is awesome i said the dad that's the night stalker from television that's darren mcgavin oh, yeah, he's the right. night stalker so yep great one for number five walt my number five is a tv movie which was actually the pilot movie for the waltons called the homecoming oh. a christmas story it was mm. a tv movie cbs did for the waltons we watched it every year as kids growing up it's just the pilot episode only the kids and certain other cast members made it into the Waltons, the TV series. The parents were different actors. The uh, the Baldwin sisters were played by different actors. Uh, different different actors were playing, but I think all the kids wound up going into the Waltons, the television show. Interesting. Uh, other than that, but it's a great uh, sto- a story and a, and a TV movie to watch for Christmas. We're going up. We're counting them down. Number four. Let's go back over to Kevin for number four, your fourth favorite Christmas movie. We've already hit on a little bit. Original Home Alone 1 with Chris Columbus, who uh, Alan, I, you had it I would later... What? I had it. I had it number six. Number six. Number okay. Six. All right. Cool. Pretty close. Right in the middle of the pack. That was uh, a. That, that one was big. It, it's still to this day. Wait, Four Kevin. How old were you when Home Alone came out? How when did you see it? Original Home Alone seven, I think. Seven years old. He's a little younger than we are. I gotta remember that. Well, six. You're or all seven. younger than me. So. Just a hair. <laughs> Walton are the for me. Ones in the room. I, I threw in the most recent <laughs> addition to what would be the Santa and Christmas lore and all that. But who can beat Kurt Russell as Santa Claus in the Santa Chronicles? Well, I, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I haven't seen that. It was awesome. came out two that. years ago. I loved the second one. Not quite as strong as the first, but still worth seeing Goldie Hawn as Mrs. Claus in, in the sequel. So, But the Santa, the Santa Chronicles, really, really good flick. Mrs. BK watched it last week and said, yeah, you need to watch it. It's pretty good. So she just watched it and said it was good. So that's huh. a good. Must be good to be on your top ten, yeah. Kurt, Ru- Who could beat Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell is great, great, man. He's, he's a great Because he always man. had that twinkle in his eye, and then all of a sudden with the big beard, and he's like acting like he's still Kurt Russell a little bit. It's like, okay, that's a cool Santa. That he is was, a cool he, Santa. He's fantastic he in, part. in anything he's in, and he was certainly fantastic in Guardians Volume 2 yep. as, as Star-Lord's dad. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, kind of Santa Clausy in that, only with a little worst intentions. <laughs> Evil intentions is ego. Walt, what is your number four? Number four, Our, A Christmas Carol. <laughs> a Christmas Carol. <laughs> Which one? Version. Which one? <laughs> yeah, the original. <laughs> Uh, the 1938 yeah. one or the 50s one? The 1950s. The 50, yeah. 50, 51. Okay, 1951. All right, wow. It's a, certainly, it's a great story. We've talked about it. Yeah, Scrooge. It is. 
learning. Must uh, be good that's been done so many times. I know. I mean, I, I I like it three different versions. And even the subplot gets used in so many sitcoms. Eventually, they yeah. always have that one mm-hmm. where they get visited by something and they go oh, back and yeah. visit what they did in the past. And I that's just a classic. played a uh, yeah. clip of Fred Sanford singing from uh, Sanford Son. He did his own Christmas episode where yep, the ghosts come. He falls asleep. The ghosts come and visit him too. A caller mentioned Family Man. That movie is very. There's some very I strong seen that similarities. Go to be shown We're going to take a break. We'll come back with more. To say that you behave childishly is an insult to children everywhere. W-E-H-F in Cartersville. Lacey thinks the wife is missing. Didn't ask for her permission. I'm wearing her clothes, her silk pantyhose. Walking around in women's underwear. Yes, and Alan singing right along with that here. I here love that studio. song. That's I love cool. And I think we can't play them all anymore. We've um, walking around in women's underwear when we've all been here. Seven seven zero three six fourteen fifty is our number. I'm a big fan of that whole Christmas. twisted Christmas. Are you really? Yes. Twisted You're Christmas. a fan of twisted anything. Yeah. Twisted yeah. Christmas. I always sing uh, "Police Stop My Car" at home. He loves a parody. He's like Michael Scott in that. I do. <clears throat> no, yes. I'm not anything like Michael Scott. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, that guy's a sure. You even like All right, the, let's, uh, let's get back you, to you even liked our. Uh, you even liked my um, "Oh Holy Night" one that I played. That was uh, horrible. It was, was so horribly funny. We're counting down our top favorite Christmas movies here at BK on the Air. We're down to is it number four? Yes. We did, we, yeah, four for you. Yeah, four, for you. four for me. Okay, my number four is, uh, we already talked about it, so we can move on. 1946, Jimmy Stewart, It's a Wonderful Life. There, there, that's a movie that I'll watch every year. It's going to be released in the theaters again, so I want to go see it in the theater when it comes out. Uh, it's just, to me, a long Twilight Zone episode. And it's... Uh, and, uh, Kevin was right. It was very depressing. <laughs> it's an uplifting Most movie of it's at the end. Sad. So. Yeah. But a lot of Christmases are that way for some people. Uh, number three, Kevin, on your Christmas list. Number three, and uh, this is one that I have always believed, will always believe, is 100% a Christmas movie. <laughs> and I love it. And one of those. Uh, yes. Die Hard. Die Hard. Yes. Original. Yeah. Original Die Hard. Fantastic. It's awesome. 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 And, and something about it that's funny to me every time I watch is like, when I mean I know when he's going to, but like man, get get your shoes, find some shoes, find some shoes, <laughs> get the shoes, man. There's got to be some shoes in some room there somewhere. Because yeah. I mean, really, the lack of footwear is the largest obstacle oh, in saving it's, the day it's for much of that. To watch yeah. him do run through the glass, and like well, blood along the floor, he's sitting in the bathroom, picking it out. Oh, of his and then his bandaged foot is kicking the window yeah. to get. Oh, like, and being a hero <laughs> is not easy. We all know what that feels like. Alan, Alan stepped on a T-bone once. His dog ripped the bottom of my foot. Really bad. Uh, number four, Alan, your favorite Christmas movie. Number number three now. Number three. Oh, number three. It was my number four. Number, three, right. number three, and it, and part of it is the nostalgia. But we said it earlier, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Of all the animated, all the stop motion, it is still the Can't absolute best. Say enough great about that. Movie. I'll never it's think great. of Burl Ives any other way than as the animated snowman, the narrator of. It even looks like him with his little love, mustache and everything. Rudolph. His little uh, c- c- little goatee uh, almost. His yeah. little uh, um, Colonel Sanders from yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken mustache. Number three, Walt, for you on Christmas movies. Well. Every Christmas, I hope that Buddy finds his dad. That'd be Elf. Nice. Elf. <laughs> That's who, my. Who I forgot that John Favreau directed the other day. I'm like, oh, I forgot all about yeah. that. He directed one that. One of the early movies. movies. Yeah. You know, in fact, Netflix has um, the the um, holiday movies that made us this month. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. And this is uh, Elf is one of them. It's really great. Wow. We're Favreau cameos never... as the pediatrician in that. Too. <laughs> what is that? Favreau it does the cameo as the pediatrician, where he tells him not to eat the cotton balls. <laughs> Remember? 
Don't eat, don't eat that. <laughs> my, my favorite scene is when he's singing along with her and she's in the shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that's baby's great. Baby, it's cold outside. You know, the song you can't sing anymore, but we don't care. Right. Uh, number three. Number three, three for you. Going to number three. Mine is, uh, and pick your version, but my favorite is 1984, along with Kevin, A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Probably, I, that's a staple. I don't care if I miss all the other movies. I watch that one every year. Now, you can also watch the 1951 version. That's the one I saw as a kid first. And check out Patrick Stewart's version from 1999. It's pretty slick. Uh, it's the best-looking one as far as production value goes, I guess. You know, but who cares about that? Just so it's entertaining. So, a Christmas Carol, a timeless story. We've talked about it before. So we're down to we're getting close. Number two, Kevin, we're going up. Number two, the shortest movie on my list, and one that I would never ever miss: Grinch cartoon, which like we talked about earlier. I think it's maybe the greatest narration in the history of anything. Yeah, so good. We know a few Grinches, don't we? That we do, don't yeah. like it, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for a few and for their hearts to grow three sizes too big. <laughs> <laughs> and burst through. Grinch is perfect. It, it hits all the themes that you want. Yes. And arsenic sauce. Yes. All right. My number two is uh, some people's number ones. It's it, it, it could be my number one, but I have a wife, and so it's all, it'll so be Depending how the two. wind blows at Christmas. Right. You know. Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard every oh, yeah. every Christmas, awesome. it's, it's watches. But the thing is, I also watch it when it's not Christmas. Yeah. It's yeah. an anytime movie, but is it, I wish you been with us a couple weeks ago when we went to see it in the theater. We had a good time. Because I felt like it was 1988 all over again. I had my popcorn and everything. And we were enjoying the heck out of it as usual. Uh, Walt, number two. Number two, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. With uh, one of Alan and I's good friends, Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, who was who did a great interview on our show. We said, hey, how's it going? And then two hours later, Alan and I got to ask something else. <laughs> two awesome. hours later. So, but yeah, Christmas Vacation. Just, it's awesome. It is funny. And, and the vacation films, to me, the weakest one is the European Vacation, but it has its moments, but it's yeah. the weakest one out of three for some reason. It is not a funny movie, but it has funny moments. Yes, and Vegas Vacation, the less that's said about that, the better. I'm like, this is a movie pretending to be a vacation movie, but it's not. Total train wreck. Chevy Chase is in it. Yeah. It's on. But, uh, side note, you ever want to see a side of Beverly D'Angelo that you've never seen before? Watch a horror movie called The Sentinel. January and that's all I'll say. Hmm. Watch okay. The Sentinel. You'll see a lot more of Beverly than you've ever seen before. <laughs> Just okay. say that. Well, I do have the internet, so. Uh, well. <laughs> it's I a movie, though. It'll you know, <laughs> take a little more of your time. <laughs> Number two. I just want to skip to the naughty bits. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. That's a whole different story. Remind me to tell you that porn film story. Okay. I can tell it on the air later, but we don't have time for it today, but it's funny. The reasons I watch, used to watch them and the reason I would watch them later is an adult. That's my favorite part of so. European vacation when the um, tape gets out. Next thing you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah. she can't figure out what they're looking at, and then she's on the side of the bus. Again, <laughs> one of those one scenes that in it is kind of funny. That was it. That's right. Uh, number two for me is, we've talked about it before, so we can move on, 1964. It's amazing that it came out that long ago, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Again, the staple, one of the staple Mm-hmm. films that you have to watch as a kid and if anybody doesn't like it i can't be friends with them anymore yeah, yeah there you I mean, go especially if they're near my age that's i mean come on jeez uh all right we're, we're going to start with number one with uh with kevin uh, kevin oh. what is the number one the piece de resistance de christmas candy cane movie number one combines all elements of christmas that i love um christmas is kind of like baseball in that way it marks your years to me like through the time yeah. and in american history in a lot of ways especially the 20th century 
number one to me, Irving Berlin, Bing Crosby, Fred Astaire's Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. It, it has absolutely everything you want in a in a Christmas movie. And there's some really cool backstory to how that was made. Irving Berlin struggled to find things that they needed to film it because we had just entered World War II. And at that time, you had ra- things were rationed. Like, it's for the war oh, yeah. effort. You can't have as much milk as you want or as much beef as you want. In this case, as much certain materials that they needed. And so they were, like, pulling cloth off, like, uh, you know, tablecloths and stuff to try to put it on dresses and different things to make it. It was really oh, yeah. cool behind the scenes of that. Um, and, it, and it came out and lifted people's spirits at a time that was very difficult in 1942, for America, obviously, it was uh, it was a great movie at that time to take people's minds off of what was going on uh, in the world, and it also gave us one of the most famous. The actual song "White Christmas" was written and recorded for the movie exactly "Holiday right. Inn." And what a fantastic looking movie! The, the sets, the inn, because most of the movie was filmed on a, on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. The sets, the, the the scenes outside of the of the of the inn through the window with the snow and everything. You know, you look at it you're like that's outside. No, it's not outside. It's a great set. And um, to me, White Christmas is kind of just a remake. Of it that. is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is almost the same story with, with Danny Kaye in Fred Astaire's uh, space of the movie. So you're like, boy, this song we made is really famous. Why don't we just make a movie called? <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, just name, name it that. Yeah. So it's not called Holiday, and it's called White Christmas. So fantastic movie. That's uh, and one of my honorable mentions. I love it. Alan, number one. Speaking of love, my number one is Love Actually. Oh, it is no. the okay. single greatest Christmas movie, simply because it has so many elements of family and story and the holiday and it's all tied together and at the end if you don't think that you're on a feel-good high there's something wrong with you i gotta watch it because it's on both those lists now i gotta really i gotta watch this movie i gotta see it too well drum roll number one for you well speaking of love i love (laughs) die hard (laughs) there's a lot of love in die hard you're right (laughs) and uh i remember when i was out in la and we're driving to the the hotel and the guy goes you may recognize that building i was like Nakatomi. It's the Fox Plaza, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, angels rose up in the background. And I was like, I was like, Beethoven's ninth played in the background. Shut it down. Shut it down now. <laughs> Shut it down now. <laughs> lose but, the grid or you lose your job. <laughs> and those two idiot yep. FBI agents, I was like, those are not FBI agents. Robert Davey. Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. No, Johnson. No, the other one. No, the other one. <laughs> just great movie. Just fun. It is. You know? When we were out in Hollywood in 2017, we I was going to go look at it, and we pulled up and parked, and there and I saw the Fox Plaza. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's the Fox Plaza. It's smaller. Than yes, I, it, it, it is. The movie it's makes yeah. it seem enormous. You know, you know what it, it looks like? It looks like one of the king and queen buildings up here on 285 yeah, at 400. Right. It looks about that big, which it looks a billion feet high in the movie, the way they photograph it. And it's the movie that put Alan Rickman really on the map. Alan Rickman is yes. so good in that movie. He had done other things, but that really everything and else was like we need Alan Rickman in everything from that. And point it forward. didn't it didn't put Bruce Willis on the map, but it put him on the map as a theatrical actor in the film. It did initially, but afterwards yeah. he was a star from that point forward. He was great, Die Hard. And, well, and the guy who by played Michael the cop, um, uh, uh, Reginald Reginald Val Johnson. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Winslow. Mr. Winslow. <laughs> but he was great because it was a good mix of of humor. But very but realism. realism oh my and, we're going to run out of time here. Let anyway, me get to number sorry. one. My yeah, number one film, we talked about it earlier, 1981. It flopped when it came out. It's A Christmas Story. That's my favorite. That just to me is my favorite Christmas film of all time, and that's that, that just yeah. says it all. 
the scenes you were talking about earlier, everything that happens in it is so quotable. I was so happy and lucky to be able to do it on stage as a live play many years ago or here at the Pump House Players. It was when I played Santa Claus, <laughs> which means I kid wet and my <laughs> lap and I had to hand him and get, get, get rid of him. I got to ho-ho-ho him off the slide <laughs> oh, with my foot uh, and everything. It was Whoa. great. It was so fun. Well, guys, it's been fun. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. We're up to the end of the show here. And, uh, I loved it. I, I loved Christmas growing up, uh, 1978, getting my Deke Enterprise, my Stretch Armstrong, and my uh, and my X-Wing fighter from Star Wars, making popcorn strings for the tree. We did that every year growing up as a kid. We made something called clove apples. You buy apples and take cloves and just stick them all in the apple, and it makes a great-smelling air freshener for your living room for years. And we hung them in baskets as kids. It's another Christmas memory. I'll have more next Saturday. It'll be the day after Christmas, but Alan will be here with me. Yeah, we'll do Maybe it. we'll have some more surprises for you, but we'll still talk about Christmas and Christmas uh, stories. Kevin, thanks for being with us, too. Thanks for having me. Always nice to have you out there. Merry Christmas, everybody, and we'll see you next Saturday. Speak on there. This is Stanley about to read The Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark Moore, who would probably turn over in his grave if he knew I was going to read this. But here we go. "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama, in her kerchief and I in my cap, had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, there arose such a clatter. Happy birthday!